Hi, Darian. Hi, how are you today? Good. Good. Nice to see you again. Great to see you too. Thank you very much for coming back and volunteering to be a part of our podcast, Thinking Out Loud, a candid conversation about surviving and thriving in an accommodating world. Um, we've done two podcasts yeah. already. One was about inclusion. The other one was about, last week was about advocacy and advocating for yourself. And today we're talking a little bit about assistive devices and assistive technology in this day and age and really like how things have just exploded yes. in terms of being able to find accommodations to do the things that we want to do in really all aspects of our life. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so my name is Patricia Digby. Um, of course, this is Jerry Ann Tapio. <laughs> and um, we're here to hopefully provide a little bit of insight, a little bit of ideas, and hopefully also provide a lot of value in terms of any parents, caregivers, uh, professionals, or anybody really who oh. wants to find creative and great ways to accommodate and to participate in all aspects of life. Yes. Um, so, Jerian, tell us a little bit about assistive technology and maybe just start off from the time you were, I guess, young. Yeah. Well, or... it's changed a lot. <laughs> well, I remember when I first got, like, when we, when I first got, like, my first laptop and it had, like, the headset and I had to dictate and it never picked up the right words. <laughs> so, so when was this? Like, how many years would this have been? Um, I think like grade nine I got my first lap laptop and I had like I think it was dragon speak they they still use dragon speak but now it you had to like train it back back then you had to train it so it was hard because um you had to read a passage to train it and I couldn't read the passage so like my dad would be behind me be like whispering be like okay read that read that and they'd like telling me what it was you had to read like a passage I remember it was like Alice in Wonderland so it was very hard to train it because I couldn't read the passage. <laughs> so my dad would have to like whisper it in my ear. It's funny. Yeah. And so what happened before, let's just take a step backwards mm. and talk. Cause like, that's incredible that in grade nine, that's mm. when you started actually having some kind of computer yeah. type of text to speech program mm -hmm. yeah. or would it be speech to text program? Yeah, exactly. Um, because really when we think about education, about learning, we start learning how to read mm -hmm. and in kindergarten. Yes. Yeah. So from kindergarten to grade eight. Nothing. At that point in time, like how were you, like what was, or how were you being taught in, mm. in that venue? Well, I was in an isolated classroom, so we did a lot, didn't do a lot of, we learned, but it was like verbal and oral um, stuff. It was like, uh, yeah, I didn't really have a scribe for anything really much, not like, till grade nine. Yeah. So like knowing what you know now mm -hmm. and going back. Is there a way, do you think, that, like, I'm just thinking for teachers. So if there are any teachers or mm -hmm. parents out there that have young kids, 
you know, obviously like up to the age of 12 or 13 before you go to high school, what kinds of things would you recommend sort of an elementary? Well, an iPad definitely with speech to text. And a lot of students, like when I worked in the elementary school, a lot of the students with uh, uh, learning disabilities would have an iPad. Yeah, mm-hmm. they would have an iPad. So they had the speech to text, um, Surrey, all that kind of stuff. That would have benefited me, I think, definitely. Mm-hmm. So, so you so Siri as in like the iPad Siri, like the Apple yeah, Siri. Apple, yeah. Um, and are there any other programs like that you would recommend? Well, uh, Dragon Speak is a great one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just you know dictating. Um, it also reads back. And then there's also uh, WordCube, which is like a, it guesses what you're trying to spell. So you'll type in like the first couple words. First, I mean, first couple letters, and then it will kind of guess what you're trying to spell. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what? So with um, Dragon Speak, what would you do in terms of? Um, so Dragon Speak, you dictate. Mm-hmm. It types out what you say. Yeah. And the other one that you were saying, what was it called again? Word cue. Word cue. Which is it? Word cue is cue is nice because if you're like in class and you don't want people to hear you dictating. You can just type in a couple like letters and it will guess what the word is for you. And you just pick from a list and you just listen to it. So you have a headphone on mm-hmm. in class or earbuds. And earbuds, yeah. Earbuds yeah. now, I guess. Yeah. And then, so you're still listening because you have to listen. I you have like, to hear it. Because if you can't read, then mm-hmm. obviously, mm-hmm. at least read in the way that we... Yes. Neurotypical reading kind of mm-hmm. methods then you always have to have like some kind of a yeah bluetooth type device exactly in there mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. um so you've got that kind of technology are there any other kind of i had a reading pen and that i had that in like my first couple of years of college mm-hmm. and it, it's just like a laser pen and it scans the word and it reads it to you and it just goes to the headphones so yeah. what do you, what do you literally do? You literally run the word, like yeah, the pen? the pen over the word, and it just reads it to you. It's like a little computer uh-huh. in the pen. Yeah, I'll bring it next time. Yeah, I gotta remember to bring it. Hmm. So I haven't used it in a long time. It just reads out one word at a time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was it wasn't as good as now. You can like take a picture with your phone, and my phone will just read it to me. Yeah. And what do you use for that? Procolo. Oh, sorry. No, that's not the right one. Sorry, I'm going crazy. <laughs> um, sorry. Uh, which one is it called? Speechify. Speechify. I had to think about it for a minute. Oh, no so worries. Speechify was actually created by a person who actually has a learning disability too. And you just take a photo mm-hmm. and it reads it to you. It turns it into a, like a PDF or a Word document. Mm-hmm. And so you upload it into... No, you just take so you, a photo. You take a photo. So you open up the app. Yep. I have it here. You yes. take the app. You take the picture of it. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a scanning type of app or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, it uses your camera. So you just mm-hmm. take a photo of it and then it scans it. And mm-hmm. then you just it just listen to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And cool. I can save it and email it to people. or Yeah. So language, obviously, like those are different ways to be able to adapt more languages mm-hmm. based um content what about things like math like i'm just trying to think of like how would you even like there is a lot of reading in math yeah i guess i would have to just use 
have a scribe read your scribe. So. Do you feel like your understanding is different, like, in math compared to, like, the way that you understand math compared to somebody who can read in a, you know, neurotypical manner? Um, I was in a workplace math, so we did kind of just more life skills math. Mm -hmm. So they tried to teach us how to, like, count money, you know, make a budget, pay bills, that kind of stuff. Uh, but that was very struggling. I don't quite understand money, to be honest. I have to, I, I get a lot of help with that from my parents because I don't quite understand the concept of how much things are worth and that I've always struggled with that. Oh, it's yeah. very interesting. So yeah, I do, I do struggle with that and still now, luckily mm. I have my parents helping me because I don't quite understand, uh, how much something is and yeah I do struggle with that so like fractions or percentages like that that kind of stuff yeah no no have you found anything that helps like when your parents are explaining something so what would be an example like say you wanted to go like can you give us an example of Mm -hmm. of something you want to purchase and then um like how would your parents like you said like help you with it so usually they kind of we kind of discuss um what I what I need and uh, how much uh, I need to put aside, but I don't quite understand it. Everything I do, like so, my uh, my credit cards and everything comes automatically off of my account, so I know if that makes any sense. So the way they set it up for me is that you know, like my my uh, car insurance comes off my visa, so it it pays. It does it automatically, so I don't really have to worry. Mm-hmm. So I have paid off my Visa card <laughs> quite a bit because I'm so worried. I see a big number, and I'm like, oh, no, I better pay it off. And then I paid it off like three times because <laughs> I didn't know. Um, so in that sense, like, it's set up for me, so I don't have to really worry because I know it comes off. And they, they just check, make sure I don't overspend. <laughs> so no, unfortunately, because I don't understand it, to be honest. If that mm-hmm. answers your question. Yeah. So like basically your fixed expenses are, your banking is set up like a lot of people do where, yeah. like, you know, like X amount comes out for your mortgage, X amount comes for your insurance, yeah. X amount comes for your mm-hmm. whatever it is that you have that are your fixed expenses. Yeah. But then say, for example, you wanted to buy, um, say you wanted to buy a, a car, a, a new dress okay. or something like that. Would you... And you saw that the dress was $100. Mm-hmm. So how would that, like, would you go to your parents and say, like, listen, mom, I want to buy this dress for 100 bucks. Do I have enough money in my account? Yeah. Or would you be able to just look at your account, see 100 and be like, oh, okay, like, yeah, I've got. Um, yeah, I could look at my account and see that I had 100 like, let's say my account has, like, $500. I could see, okay, well, I can figure that out so I can, you know, use mm-hmm. $100 out of that, yeah. Yeah, I think it's more like big, big numbers and stuff. So like when I buy a house eventually or something or condo, I'd probably have to get someone to explain all that kind of uh, budgeting with the math. <laughs> yeah, and then so, I guess just set everything up Yeah. so that you understand that all your bills are going to be paid and that you don't have to worry as long as you go in, you do your job, yeah. you get paid every two weeks, your expenses are covered. Yeah. Which yeah. I guess really is what everybody else does, right? Mm-hmm. I just get my mom and dad to kind of like check, make sure. <laughs> Cause I worry, I'm like, oh wait, did I, did I 
did I do this right? You know, do I have enough money here? So, yeah, and hmm. you're supportive in that sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's really like, I guess, finding somebody that you really trust. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, luckily, I have very supportive family, so. Mm-hmm. No, makes a big difference. But yeah, and nothing so far for math uh, as for technology other than <laughs> calculator and working <laughs> with my dad. <laughs> do you find like when you are working with on something, do you find visuals are easier yes. than or concrete or um, like how do you find? I would say concrete, like hands on like more. Yeah. I so that you like see it. I need to see it. And, yeah. To understand it. Yeah. So, yeah. What else have you found very useful in terms of technology? technology. Um, what else? So, oh, I use a GPS. Oh, okay. Yeah. I actually have two. All right. <laughs> Funny notes. <laughs> so I use a GPS on my phone and I also have like a TomTom. Mm-hmm. So I find, because sometimes, you know, when you're driving somewhere, you'll do signal and then one GPS won't work. So. Oh. Okay, so you put your GPS on, then I know you have two, but I thought like if one, the battery doesn't, like dies on you. So do I only you put, put one on a time. Okay. Yeah. So like I was driving to my friend's house. Um, she lives, where does she live? Uh, I'm not very good with directions, but she lives like in two hours away. And so I was driving there and, you know, I was on the highway, good. And then the GPS, I guess, signal got lost. I was like, uh-oh, what do I do? So I just plugged in the other one. <laughs> So I was like, oh, it saved my life there. And how did you learn how to use the GPS? Like, Oh, it's like speech to text again. So that it, so you just listen to... What it's telling me. What it's telling you. Like, yeah. in the next right, make a... Yeah. And then you just do it. A lot of times I've, you know, got off on the wrong exit because you got to figure it out. But yeah, for the most part. And hmm. Yeah. How did you figure out like that the GPS would work like that, like for you? just practice and my dad set me up with it and just practice so basically like your dad and your mom like would be like oh like a Tyrion will want to drive one day how's that going to work for her and then they'll kind of try and figure out Mm -hmm. based on how what your learning style is exactly what will be like it sounds to me like it's like what is speech Mm -hmm. directed yeah so, like, everything has to come through yeah. speech and your hearing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have trouble with left and right. So, I, I know, like, my, you know, my one way bracelets is on my left hand and right hand. And so, that helps me. <laughs> so, I know my watch is on my left hand and my medical alert is on my right hand. <laughs> but wow. if they switch, I might forget. <laughs> Fair enough. I have trouble with left and right. So, I still do. It's, like, yeah. weird. Like... When I drive with my friends, or if we're driving to like open gymnastic club or something, it'll tap on the window to tell me where to turn. So oh. I hear the noise. So wow. Instead of, yeah. So they're like, oh, go here. Because sometimes they'll be like pointing and I can't see them when I'm driving. So they tap on the window. So I hear the noise. So we kind of figured it out. <laughs> I think that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Like that goes to show like these friends of yours, like, that have known you for obviously a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they've just kind of come to, like, they I guess as friends, you just kind of know what works and what yeah. doesn't. Yeah. And you know what? We've, we've driven places and we got lost and it's comes an adventure, you know? I remember we were driving to this one gymnastics club and we ended up at the airport. <laughs> and, you know, instead of getting upset at me, they were just laughing and we had a, you know, we redirected and got 
back on the highway and we were good. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, but yeah, I find I need the two GPS because with my anxiety, I've been in the past where one has not worked. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, uh-oh, what do I do? And then I have to pull over and I'm panicking. So, yeah. So if I was a person that was at like a gas station or something like that, mm. and you pulled in and you were like, um, excuse me, but I have no idea where I am and where should I go? What should I do? What could I do to help you out? So that's happened before, actually. Oh. <laughs> so right. before I had my GPS, I used to go by memory. So when I went to Seneca College first year, my dad would drive me every day mm-hmm. until I memorized the route. So when I got... So I'm laughing because this was funny. So one time I was, you know, driving home and we had a detour and the cop was like, you need to, you need to like go a different way. And I was like, I have no idea. And I'm crying. I don't know where I'm going. So I'm, you know, crying. So I'm driving for a bit around. And then I see a gas station. I pull in, I call my dad at school and he's, he's teaching. And I'm like, I don't know where I am. He's like, okay, give the phone to the, to the gas station attendant and he'll tell you tell me where you are and then I'll verbally direct you so that's what we had to do so then your dad verbally directed yeah, you yeah and then like, you memorize what your dad said so he would like I had him on speaker so he would he'd just like turn right at you know this gas station like he like told me landmarks so be like drive he's like as soon as you see this air you know you'll see this building you know because I didn't know where it was going so he just talked me all the way back so because he knew where it was so mm. so it'd be like turn right at this house you know or this building you know yeah yeah amazing so wow yeah that's very cool and he talked me all the way back so that was funny at the time I was panicked I was like I have nowhere to be where I'm going I was, so yeah of course so now I prepare I <laughs> make sure you know so even when I drive to here to your house, I have my GPS on. I've and you almost always, memorized. like you always have your GPS basically on. Yeah, yeah. I've almost memorized it. I've almost memorized how to get to your mm. house. So you must have a very good memory then. Yeah. So. Actually, yeah. you do have a very good memory. Yeah. Because you remember a lot of stuff. Yeah, well, I'm, I memorized how to get to our school now. So I don't need the GPS anymore. Yeah, I guess that's, you know, what I think practice makes perfect, right? Because you mm-hmm. have to rely on your memory then your memory's probably like extremely sharp. Yeah. Compared be- to like my memory or someone, you know, <laughs> who doesn't have to rely on it as much. Yeah. Because we have like different other venues to sort of take mm-hmm. in information, right? Yeah. And people have said to me, Well, how do you how did you get home? You know, what road did you down? I don't know. That one over there. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like, you know, I went down that cornfield, you know. I I don't know how I got home. I just know visually how I got home. So, so what would you do, for example, if you were starting a new job mm-hmm. and you wanted to learn about? So that's a good question because I did that when I started at the school. Mm-hmm. I practiced. I practiced driving mm-hmm. for a couple of days. I practiced different ways and I found a way that was best for me. So. And then even for like training and stuff like that, like, you mm-hmm. know how we have like a training manual or mm-hmm. we have, so would you just take that home and then you would just study speech to text yeah. or no, text to speech or get someone to read it to me. But yeah. Yeah. And then you would try to memorize whatever was Absolutely. the important parts of it. Yeah. 
So it's really just giving like a little bit of a heads up, which I think Mm -hmm. every organization does. Like like nobody's just going to give you something like, hey, okay, Mm -hmm. I want you to do it. They'd be like, hey, tomorrow we're going to try this out. Yeah. Take a little bit of a look and, you know, prepare yourself kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Everything has to go to memorization, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else that you can think of that... Mm -hmm. um, you find really helpful when it comes to sort of assistive technology? Uh, the, like the main thing for me is the speech to text. And like I, I find Mac computers are so much better because mm-hmm. they have it already built in. So I'll use like Surrey. I'll use um, a reading. There's just reading. So you just select it and read. Like the good thing about a Mac is that it has all the assistive technology built in. And like a PC, no, you have to buy the extras things. Do you, so in a Mac, do you go under assistive technology yeah. and you, and so what would you choose, for example, under assistive well, technology? Well, I have it all set up. So I just press, uh, like there's like a button I just press and it just, the microphone goes on and I just talk. Mm-hmm. But I had it all set up. So like my dad helped me ahead of time and uh, we set it up. So you just press the button on the keyboard now and it just goes. Yeah. Do you think it's worthwhile for like a young child starting out at school to have sort of a Mac and or an iPad? Like, do you think? I, would, I know you mentioned the iPad. I would say an iPad would be better for them. Okay, it's just a little easier to handle and stuff. Um, they can you can have all that stuff on there, like Pages, Word, everything like that, and all those apps are you know this pro uh, not pro sorry the scan text ones and mm-hmm. Dragon Speak. There's so many great apps out there. Yeah. And how do you find it? Like, what's the best way that you find out about apps? I just kind of like um, Google it or I will look at Pinterest and sometimes. Look and what would you look under in Pinterest? Assistive technology. So mm-hmm. I just dictate assistive technology and then I look. Yeah. And then I look at the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then I get the, t- I, I highlight the description and I read it to me and then I know what it is. Because I know like, for example, at school, you're like, like app <laughs> expert in the classroom because you're constantly like because I have to find those things for myself so <laughs> so that's why I'm just so used to it so I just dictate it in I find it I know what I'm looking for I download it I try it out if it works then I stick with it because I find too as well like you're very observant mm-hmm. so when it comes to like whether it's the students whether it's you know our team whether it like you can notice sort of when, well, for the students, when they're working on something, mm. you know, where they're having a little bit of difficulty and then you tend to kind of like find an app that... That would help them, yes. That would help them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just guess practice. So, yeah. Oh. Uh, you know, I think it makes a big difference, right? Like mm-hmm. that's when it, when you live it, when you have that experience... Mm-hmm. It means like you've, it means something to you and you know what a difference it makes yes. and it will make for the individual that is accessing it. Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine like looking, I can't imagine like looking at something and not being able to understand it except, well, many, a few years ago we went to Austria mm-hmm. and in Austria, like, I think when I think about a little bit how that must feel, I just remember going into the subway station mm-hmm. and like every word was like 10 plus letters (laughs) and 
we were just like looking around, like trying to figure, and they all looked the same. Like yeah. everything looked the same. And mm-hmm. we had a map, we had everything, but again, like I think we. It's another language. Yeah, definitely. We looked at landmarks. Like, you know, yes. there was this one like circle kind of area. And yeah. as soon as we saw the circle, we knew we were close to where our condo was. Yeah. And when you're explaining sort of assistive technology and what you use and how you focus on sort of that visual, like the visual cues, mm-hmm. and that sounds very much like yeah, my experience in Austria. Yeah. Um, Even like driving to your house, mm-hmm. sometimes I have trouble with the numbers. I just know that you have that, I, like I look at your house and I know you have that, that um, soccer thing. Oh, <laughs> yes. so I know it's your house. I, I just knew, very well I memorized it. Yeah, I just memorized what things look like. So if I had to give you, if like I'm trying to think, well, I think I just gave you my address, right? I copied it and pasted it into my GPS, and then the GPS right. So really, like being very direct in terms of like instructions. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking if somebody had to give you instructions, or someone had to give someone else instructions, mm-hmm. what? Yeah, that would kind of look at look look like. It, yeah, it would need to be like I would have to copy and paste it into, um, the, into my maps, and then my maps would read it. But if we didn't have assistive technology, you would have to talk me through it. You know, through landmarks and stuff. Yeah. So I guess when you're talking about all of the different types of technology mm-hmm. that you've used. Like that's really been a turning point for yeah. you in terms of the courses you've taken, your path in education, Absolutely. all I, of that stuff. I don't have to rely on somebody else as much. I still sometimes need a little bit of help, but now I'm able to like, okay, I, I got this because I have my computer. I have my, I don't have to ask someone to read it to me because the computer will do it. So that's, that's given me a lot of independence. I also forgot I do have a little printer. Mm. printer so uh one of the schools i worked at we used to have to take notes and i had trouble writing so i would dictate my notes onto my phone and then print them up and then stick them in the book oh yeah so like a communication log you would send home to the parents or something Mm -hmm. to let them know how the student's doing i dictate it to my phone and then i print it up and then just glue it in the book (laughs) fair enough so fair enough that's the way i did it yeah so how, so that actually comes to, like, how, because you're grammatically very well-spoken. Oh, thank you. <laughs> how do you figure out grammar then? Yeah, I'm not very good with grammar. But it just I just talk into it like I would normally talk. And then you so. would, like, ask somebody to look it yeah. over just to yeah. give you. Yeah, like I'd get my dad or my mom to read it over because sometimes I just talk. And then it just goes. I know how to, like, I'll say period and stuff and question mark, but my grammar's not the best. And I'm so used to just talking. Yeah. So, for well, a- communication is communication. Mm-hmm. You know, grammar is important, of course. Yeah. But at the same time, I always look at grammar as being kind of like the fine-tuning part of communication. Mm-hmm. But the mm-hmm. main part, I know, I always tell my students and I've told my kids, too, mm-hmm. like, you just have to spit your ideas out on paper that's what i do i just dictate it dictate it and then i read it over with my dad or i listen to it and then we fix it and have you ever had trouble or difficulty where somebody's like changed your words and you were like wait a minute Um, uh 
That's not exactly what I meant. I kind of told them. I would, yeah, I've usually told them. So, I usually told them, like, that's not what I said. So, but it's, yeah. For the most part, it's been okay. Yeah. For, like, when I have scribes at school, they just, they're not allowed to say anything. They have to type exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So. And in order to get a scribe at school, like, I've, you touched about it last week, I think uh-huh. it was. So, you that's something where before you actually take a class or anything, you have to kind of go into the guidance office. Oh, to and... get your accommodation letter, yeah. Mm-hmm. So one of my accommodations would be to have a reader scribe. Mm-hmm. Um, now you have the option to do it on the computer. But some this, I like the reader scribe because it's a little bit easier because then sometimes the technology is not always the greatest. Oh, but okay. back then it wasn't. You know, now it's better. So I have the option to do it either on the computer or reader scribe. And then, uh, yeah, double time. Double time if I need it. Yeah. Oh, double time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is there anything, before we kind of wrap up, is there anything else that you'd like to kind of share with us or? Well, there's there's always funding you can get. I was just going to say, um, you can always claim. I know my dad always claimed, like, my assistive technology and stuff for, through insurance, I think. Mm-hmm. And then there's, um, you know... Um, so many, you know, forms of way to get, like ways to get assistive technology covered. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So I guess it's worth asking. Yeah, it's definitely worth worth asking. Yeah. And would that come from the sort of like the guidance office at the school? Would yeah. it come from your doctor's office? Like, how would that kind of play out? So the school would get your 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 psych evaluation, and then they would claim. The piece of technology and so you would have like now I know you would get a laptop for that whole your whole high school career and then you have to give it back when you graduate oh yeah, yeah I know it's not yours it's the school's <laughs> so oh that way okay to yeah. school yeah okay it's okay. not yours so it's hmm. not yours so the the school will provide you with the assistive technology if you have the um the proper documentation so yeah they should provide you with the iPad or the yeah, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you've definitely given us a lot of things to think about mm-hmm. to kind of at least start with when it comes up to, you know, looking at assistive technology. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy now that <laughs> we have so much opportunity. So much better. You know, I remember, um, you know, friends of ours, friends of mine whose kids have, you know, were coming through the system. and. Mm. Um, there's very little out there, yeah. you know, for, for anyone and even scribing, like nobody really knew what scribing was yeah. or nobody knew what extra time was or even how to take, uh, an assignment and break it down into and small parts, yeah. into small parts to like help with that organizational mm-hmm. structure piece and, those were, you know, pivotal moments of education yeah. for those children that needed that because they could understand it. They just needed an organizer to just yeah. give them structure in how to really think it through, which is something all of us need. Like, you know, that's what we learn as we go through school is about how to structure, organize build in sort of those supports for ourselves Mm -hmm. where nowadays we've got 
that opportunity to use technology to be more accessible to anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I also do have textbooks on audio. All my textbooks from the university are on audio. So you got that through the university bookstore? No, I had to buy them, buy buy the books, and then the school would contact the publisher to get me a PDF. And I had to sign a thing saying that I wouldn't share it with anybody. And then it's like, oh. And then I just, you know, put it in my computer and listen to it. So you had to buy the book. I still had to buy the book, yeah. Then you had <laughs> to tell your prof? No, I would go to like the, the, um, guidance. the guidance office. And they would contact the publisher and say, you know, we have a student that has, you know, accommodations. Could you please send us a PDF of the textbook? So it would take a few, it would take, sometimes it would take months, sometimes it would take a, a couple of weeks. And then uh, they would send me a, like a CD or a, a drive of it. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. But sometimes wow. I'd be waiting for a long time and I'd be like, I can't get my assignment in because I don't have my book yet. <laughs> So, no wonder you're a planner. <laughs> like you have to be. I mean, you have to be. But now they have great like online. You can just um, go online and type in the name of the textbook and you can get it audio. Now you don't have to contact the publisher. It's so much easier. So within that like five years of being out of school, they've changed that. So it's amazing. Yeah. It goes to show that there are more people that are out there. There are mm-hmm. more people now that are advocating. Yeah for accommodations and know what kind of accommodations are required in order to be successful. Because that's what it is. Like, what do I need in order to be able to do this? Mm-hmm. And then figuring out how to do that. Yeah. Right. Um, so that actually ends our podcast for today. Mm-hmm. Um, next week, but it also kind of brings us a little bit into our next week's podcast, mm-hmm. which is about government supports, which we touched on a little bit mm-hmm. um, today. And next week actually is going to be our last podcast. Okay. So at least for now, before we kind of hopefully continue a little bit at another date. Um, so we're t- we'll talk next week a little bit about government supports mm-hmm. and we'll start touching a little bit about um, siblings with special needs and um, just looking at sort of sibling relationships because I know when we were trying to figure out what you thought, topics that you thought were really important mm-hmm. that would add value to families and you know the community really, you mentioned that that was something that you thought was very important that would help. Um, just, you know, with that understanding piece and something that's worth knowing. Definitely. So thanks again, Jeremy, Thank for coming and um, really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I always enjoy coming. Mm-hmm. Well, if anybody has any questions, any comments, please send them to us. Um, thank you very much for listening to thank us. You. We really, really appreciate it and are just really honored that you've taken the time to to just listen to us chat. Well, thank you. Take care. Thank you. Bye.